Okay. We got one? Let's do this. Let's go. How'd uh, the afternoon bike session go for yesterday's uh, workout? It went good. It went good. A lot of people throw up a little bit. Not uh, too bad. We only have one pukey. We only have one pukey. We're not going to name names. We're not going to name names? We're not going to name you names. You know who you are? I'm not going to be a mean guy. Uh, but we did have one pukey. Lakin said she almost threw up. Really? She said she was struggling. She's been getting pukey here lately. Uh... I think the afternoon always has the advantage because they kind of see in Sugarwad all day long, kind of what oh, yeah. to expect. And so by the time they the afternoon exactly <laughs> by the time, time the afternoon comes, they have a little better idea. Like I'm pulling back today. Oh sure. You know. Uh, now people still went ham yesterday. Like I mean, Cole was like white in the face. Oh really? Like, like did he go RX? Uh, he went on Rex until like round, I think he said he got to 90 calories or something and then said, screw this, I'm doing purple. (laughs) How far was he in? Uh, he was at 90 calories. I know, but like how many minutes? Oh, I think like 16, 17. Okay. So he's getting to the nitty gritty at the very end. But I think also he saw Shaw, Shaw did purple and finished in like 11 minutes, kind of like Abel. (laughs) And so he he kept like looking back like. Like, how are you, like, uh-huh. what are you doing? Um, and so I think that convinced them to go down also. I think there was a lot of people who, uh, once they saw other people finishing and they badly wanted to finish, oh, they're yeah. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot that color. I'm not, I'm going to knock this 15 calories off of this thing or whatever. Matt came yesterday. Matt Cole? Matt Cole came And yesterday. that was the guy I was interested to see how I was going to go for him. He almost quit. He almost, almost did it? Almost quit. And I reeled his ass back in. <laughs> uh, I think it was his... It was 18 minutes, so he because he started at the one-minute mark. Okay. Um, and so it was probably like 17.30, and so he was about to, like, say, screw this. I'm done. Um, and he goes, he literally hops off the pull-up bar and goes, fuck this. <laughs> and I go, no, Matt, you're going to finish this. How many did he have left at the time? Oh, well, I looked over there, and he had 90 calories. Okay, and it so. it was like 18 minutes, so I was like, all right, Matt, we're going to finish this in two rounds. We're going to get this done in two rounds. And... I haven't got on Matt like that in a long time. So 35 calories. He had to get roughly calories. 16, 17 calories. 16, 17. His last round, he had to get 17. Oh, um, and I mean, I've, I haven't gotten on Matt in a while. And that was like... You had to get like in his face. And I was in his face. Because like, Matt, you can do that too. Yeah. Like, Matt, you can like... With certain people, you can do that with. You can do that with. And like, he'll actually like feed off of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, it'll get him going. Um, and so we were there and I was kind of getting on him a little bit. But he ended up doing it. I don't mind somebody getting on my ass, but it has to be at the very end of a workout. Yeah, well, like, like I'm, you have to know your place. Exactly. Like, right? I'm not going to... Like, three, two, one. one like, you're in my face. Like, get out of the yeah, way. Yeah, one pet peeve of mine is, like, when somebody does that, and it's like a soup, like a workout like yesterday where you're in the first interval, and it's like, somebody's like, come on, come on. Yeah. Like, dude, I got a, I got a while to go. I got like, 14 minutes. It's different if it's Fran, yeah. and you know the workout's going to be, like, three minutes long. Sure, go at it, but... When it's like five minutes or above, and you're hollering at me in the first like minute or two to like no. go, that's not a good idea. Like wait uh, to the end here. Normally, that's kind of like the goal is like you always wait till the end. Um, I kind of did the same thing with Carly Hilbrand because mm-hmm. <laughs> she wanted to quit at ninety, and I told everybody if you were on was, the, was there a plan to try to go prescribed? You, you, no, she like at least the calories wise. Uh, I guess I don't know, um, but the kind of what I told people is if they ended up getting on a rower or the biker. I, if they're a guy, I have them do plus 15 calories. For a lady, I have them do plus 10 calories oh, or whatever boy. color they did. Was she on the rower? And she was on the biker. Okay. Um, and so she got to 90, and I was like, no, ma'am. I was like, you're doing 100. And I was like, we're going to 100. And she was like, ah. And so she gets back on there for the last round, and she kind of went ham on it. Like, oh, really? She went ham on it. 
and she like she falls down you can see like her legs like trembling and like it's shaking and i was like oh boy the biker's a little sneaky uh just so quad dominant yeah it's, it's it's different than than the air bike for sure i would definitely say it's not as bad it's quite as bad as the air bike it's it's tough in its own right um the air bike because the fact you're moving your arms and your legs it's like a full body deal the the lat like the lactic doesn't really have or the lactic doesn't really have anywhere to kind of flush out anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to the biker, like your arms are stationary, right? Yeah. So you can kind of flush some that lactic out to the upper body. Um, now obviously it's a little bit more quad dominant and definitely you feel some a lot of burning in the legs, uh, but it's it's not quite on the same level as no. the air bike in my opinion. No. Like it's definitely a, like a it's little a bit. Set of, down. It's a set down the way of like in, like the stimulus of like. How hard it is. I feel like the biker is like the calmest of all. Yeah, I mean you can definitely get you on. Know, it. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it hard for, for sure. sure. That's what you're saying. Um, but it's it's definitely not on the same intensity level as the no. bike for sure. Uh, the the bike is by far the, the worst machine out of all for of sure. them. Nice. And the rower is pretty tough too. Rower um, tough, like, but you have to like really go to that place. To yeah. Make the rover really really bad. Like, let me ask you this though. Like, if you kind of like rank out the machines like hardest to easiest. You're saying air bike. Air bike. For sure. Are you saying rower next? No, I'm saying ski. You're saying ski? 100%. Maybe I'm biased because I've had some bad times on that ski. The ski is but. weird for me. Um, it's a tough machine, but because it's so upper body dominant yeah. that I feel like I just kind of, and saying a little bit two degrees like with the air bike, but I feel like I like with the ski or I just kind of hit a wall where I can't, like this is the only output I can get on my Your muscles body. literally go to failure on yeah. the ski. And uh, so the the, and especially because it's upper body dominant, it's not quite as painful for me compared to like doing a rower. Yeah. Where that becomes it's a it's it's upper body as well, but it's still very much lower well, body. It's like another full body deal, like you using your whole body, yeah. I guess, to row. Because um, I feel like, I, in my opinion, I feel like the rower in a way of tension. Like if you said, "Hey, like what's the worst workout?" I would say, and maybe like I said, I haven't had as much experience this year maybe as you have. Where, like for me, the rower rank above the ski. And like the ski and the bike erg, the skier and the biker being on a pretty level playing ground because like they're kind of like the same equal way of, of like the biker being solely lower body dominant and the skier being solely upper body dominant. Yeah. Right. So like it has an opportunity for you to flush out lactate compared to like the rower and the air bike. It's a full body like everything's working. It's everything's like gone. even when you're rowing, like you're still using your upper body, right? You're still using your back and your arms to help pull, Thanks, right? Yeah. But uh, I've just done a lot of like. 15, 20, 30, like 35 minute times on that. Thing. Yeah. I mean, I just you, like, yeah. I've gotten to places I don't ever want to yeah. come back to on that skier. It, it's different. Like I said, I don't have as much experience on it. It's just not as a, a relevant machine compared to the other ones. Now, if like, if you're just talking about like, I was thinking like in my head intervals, like we're talking about intervals. Mm-hmm. If you were to like put them in workouts, I would probably rank the row above the ski. Yeah. Because in, in like in the middle of a workout, like in let's say it's rounds or amraps, it's not that bad. I feel like it's not that bad. I do feel like the skier is harder to keep at a certain level than like a rower. Yeah. Um, like if you were to say, hey, keep a rower at 900 cows an hour and a skier at 900 cows an hour, I think the skier would be a little bit Well, I feel like I can hold a higher intensity on a rower or a bike longer than I can a skier. Because mm-hmm. like I said, it's, it's more lower body dominant. So you can usually push that a little bit Power longer little bit. compared to the upper body stuff where it it's kind of like when you do like handstand push-ups or pull-ups to a degree. It's like... Mm-hmm. You gotta kind of shy away from failure pretty soon. It's kind of the same thing with like a skier, where if you push the intensity too hard out the gate, 
that you're going to end up hitting a wall pretty soon. You're not going to be able to sustain that for very long. Um, at least it's my experience with, like I said, I don't have as much experience maybe as you do on the ski yard. I've been doing a little bit more here as of lately because I haven't been doing any running or jumping right. the past like two weeks. Um, just kind of lay off the knee a little bit. So I've been doing a little bit more ski. Um, it's definitely different for sure, but uh, it's for, for me, it seems to be a little bit more uh, muscle failure feeling. Oh, for sure. For sure. You get muscle failure normally before you hit like your lungs. Yeah, like, kind of to a degree. Like you have um, to really get your stroke rate high yeah for that for your lungs to kind of yeah it's, it's a cool different machine it's in like uh it'd be and cool to so have many them, ways to do it too it'd be cool to have them like in a, in a classroom setting but there's another machine that takes up so much room yeah like square footage wise like where the hell would you put 12 ski years yeah you know with those platforms all them because some people like wall mount them oh that's like wall mount them but, but there's no use your handstand what's well, i'm saying then you have no handstand push-up stations and then where okay if you put the platforms on them where, where do where you put them all? You put twelve that. skiers yeah. at like this, because especially with the platform, those platforms platform are probably about three foot long. Yeah, so they, they eat up a lot of square footage, and so uh, I, I like the skier though. But I, I did see one time somebody had built out a uh, the quad. Yeah, they made like a like, yeah. a, like a like a like a wooden frame, right? With uh, with some uh, caster wheels on the bottom of it, and they mounted one on each side. That was pretty right, cool. basically four on a, on a. So it eats up a little bit less square footage, but me, it's still regardless, so it eats up. Still got to find out where to put a, a column. Exactly. <laughs> I put four or three columns worth yeah. of, of ski ergs. It is neat, know. though. It's a cool idea. Um, but uh, Imagine doing that now, now that I'm thinking about that. In the middle of like a 20-minute AMRAP, everybody's like throwing their heads down, like sweat, just like... Throwing sweat on everybody? Literally, like you're just... Well, you got four people on this column. Party. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a cool idea, but uh, I, just, I don't know if that's ever going to be in, in our future by any means of doing like <laughs> I mean, workouts but it's a cool machine though um and so uh not to rub uh salt in a wound here kale oh how's the all afternoon crew looking for the uh, open? it's it sounds like they're all gonna procrastinate my ass and make me sweat this out oh really it sounds like that's the vibe you're getting they're all they're all keep asking me how long do we have to sign up or like like what's the last day we yeah can sign like up? and then yesterday because I was talking to Chris Eisen, because Chris Eisen's talking about it. Does he not want to do it? So he was on board and he was going to do it. Okay. And now he's like, he's kind of one of those people. Who he's crawfishing like, out? Uh, kind of. He's like, if I'm going to come on Friday anyway, I'm not going to give you $20. He's like, I'm going to come on Friday anyway. Why would I give you $20? And, and so he's kind of going into that right now. Oh, boy. Uh, I think he'll end up doing it just because everybody else is going to do sure. it. Sure. Um, and then I got on Albert yesterday, too. It was kind of funny. Albert Newland? Um, at the whiteboard, I was like, and everybody, just to let y'all know, Albert, okay, his wife has signed up for the morning, uh, and he is not signed up right now. That and is so true. Everybody was like, Albert! Uh, I so, saw he signed up. Uh, he signed up. Did he? Yeah, okay, he signed good, up. Good. Um, but I think they'll end up signing up, it's just going to take them a little while. <laughs> They're going to procrastinate this thing yeah, until, FOMO. Like, the last day, probably. Yeah, FOMO. Uh, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, I guess you don't know what you don't know sometimes when yeah. it comes to your real open, right? Because it's just a different vibe. Uh, you know, and being part of that atmosphere is, is, a, is a big difference, right? Like having like a judge to help you hold you accountable to your reps and things like that. Uh, and being part of like that whole, like adding value to your team, so to speak, and the intensity of this workout changes a whole lot when you're actually like kind of invested, so to speak, is a whole lot different of a story, right? And... Uh, 
and like I said, I mean, and for some people who don't really care about the stuff, you know, they're having this is more about the accountability purposes, right? That also adds value to, to, to a degree. I'm trying to tell people, like, okay, let's say you don't want to do it. Worst case scenario, just use it to get here on Friday. Like, just use it to get here on Friday. It's like an accountability thing. Right? Kind of like you were telling me yesterday, and I was like, I tried to tell them that, and they were like, oh, I guess that makes sense. And so I, I don't know. It's going to take a while, but I think they'll end up doing it. Uh, but it, it's kind of one of those things where, uh, you know, and everybody's different as, you know, what, where their mentality is when it comes to stuff like this. Uh, and what I kind of, what I kind of tell people is, you know, it's, it's, it's different, it's different when, um, even it's just like a subtle thing of like having somebody there, you know, just like the judging aspect of it, not, not necessarily like competition wise, but like there's just the judging aspect, of like having somebody there to help push you a little bit during a workout is different. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's, it's, it's some, it's, it's weird in that way where like you can work out by yourself, but if you have, it's like you have know, eyes on you. if you have somebody like eyes on you, like I said, the, the whole time, like counting out each rep for you, like kind of like motivating you throughout the whole workout, you kind of hit this new gear that you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, and that can be motivating itself. Like, Oh shit. Like I didn't know I could even do that. And so, um, and you wouldn't have done that otherwise if you didn't sign up for yeah. the, for the open and do that. And so, um, and the, and the only reason why we even do like the, the $20 thing, some people get hung up on the whole $20 aspect of it, right? And like, you know, the whole, whole idea behind it before in the past was because, you know, to sign up for the open in general, you had to pay cost of headquarters $20 to sign up for the so-called open, right? And instead of like paying your money to like head, cross at headquarters, which you don't see any benefit yeah. from that other than maybe like seeing your name on an international you're, leaderboard. You're which, entry fee at that exactly. Like we use that as time to say, hey, like instead of like paying headquarters, let's use that money for the gym and like purpose equipment, right? And it's a little bit different when you have a little more skin in the game, right? Compared to it's just like a, a free thing. And, you know, it's just an opportunity to like to raise a little bit of money for equipment purposes, right? And, you know, I mean, shit, you can go out to eat for, <laughs> you go to McDonald's and it's $20, yeah. right? Like it's, it's really a, a drop in the bucket. And, and to be honest, like even if we get a hundred people sign up, which is our goal, right? That's really only technically two thousand dollars worth of oh. for equipment. And, it's, they're, they're and to be honest, like it, and like me and Kara talking about it, like two thousand dollars when it comes to gym equipment doesn't really go. They're asking, <laughs> and they were all like, well, "What's all you gonna buy with all this money?" And I was it's like, "It's not that much." And because Christian LeBlanc asked that yesterday, yeah. and I was like, "My guy, like, it's, I don't know if you know how much shit is, but like, yes, he could buy like." one or two bikes or is it like what's well, to say like, like we can maybe buy like a lot of we could buy me buy like with that money we maybe buy like two bikes or it's kind of those things where uh i was like if we need plates like you can buy like a round of plates like it's not like you can well, buy the whole yeah like gym of find like plates. like three or four sets of like 25s and like a couple sets of like 10s is like over a thousand dollars right like and like visually wise it doesn't look like that much stuff no. um so it's it's really not like this humongous equipment for It's not like we can buy like all this shit with two grand worth of equipment. It, it really, that's what I'm saying. It's really not going to really go that far in the way of like equipment wise. Um, but you know, it's, it's just an opportunity to do a little bit of equipment fundraising, but it's, it's, it's nothing. It's like really more of a drop in the bucket. But if, you know, if you're going to get your hat hung up over a, a $20 entry fee to kind of hold your, have a little more skin in the game, hold yourself accountable. Cause it definitely does require more work for us as a coaching staff and whatnot. Uh, when it comes to the whole entire aspect of doing it right. Um, 
you know, and that, that's fine. If you if you get hung up for twenty dollars, that that's that's your call, and I, I can't I can't force anybody to do it by any means. It has to be your choice. All we can do is provide as much value as we can for that twenty dollars, and and honestly use that to benefit everybody to do it, and and just kind of go from there, right? And and if, if it really does make or break your your bank account for twenty dollars, then don't sign up, and you don't have yeah. to do it. Um, it's always it's all optional to you by any means, you know. But uh, but to get that the atmosphere of it and like the intensity aspect of it and like to be part of that process, right? Like having a little skin in the game does help out a little yeah. bit, you know? And so, uh, so we'll see right now the the morning crew is definitely, uh, yesterday y'all were up a little. I think we maybe have spread that out a, a little bit more oh boy. because I think as of yesterday before I left, we're at 68 people now currently, okay. I think. Um, and before I left, we were at 62, so we've gained an extra six since last six night. So. Uh, your boy Steven signed up for the morning. Did he? Just saying. Yeah, Marty just got him on the leash. We got right Nick now. signed up now. We got April signed up. Uh, April Franklin, not sure April afternoon, okay. April. So all morning. We got Albert Good. Newland. Okay, got morning. Am- Amber Tupper, morning. Morning, of course. We got Tish, morning. So out of the six, I think we got one. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta get you, 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 you gotta ride the troops, yeah. you, you slacking over here. And so uh okay, I'm trying. So for today's podcast, I don't know, like uh I don't necessarily have anything like any notes prepared for this one in particular, but I thought it'd be fun to kind of just shoot the shit on this one uh and just kind of go back and forth. And I'll let you kind of go first in this, but kind of the general layout is uh what are some 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 pet peeves of yours when it comes to pet peeves? And it could be pet peeves, and oh like, and I the idea that I had behind it was more the the pet peeves when it comes to like the fitness injury as a whole, not necessarily like pet peeves like in our gym per okay, se, like, like somebody like chalking and then like leaving chalk over the floor, not necessarily like okay. that in particular, as more like misconceptions that people kind of get sucked into in the, in the general fitness realm. Okay, like just the CrossFit or like all, as like a it, it could be either one. It could be CrossFit related, or it could just be fitness. All as a whole related. Um, I would say one that like really things. grinds my gears. It has to do with the nutrition. Nutrition. Um, just because I feel I don't know why this still happens, but everybody goes to like no carbs, and it bothers the it's crap out of me. It bothers me to like no end. So mm-hmm. I don't like, like in every it. family function I go to for every holiday. It's carbs. There's always one or two people that sit there and they say, "Oh, I'm on a no carb diet," or "Oh, I'm on a no no sugar, whatever mm-hmm. it is." And I'm just, I just like look at Sydney, and we look back at each other, and we're just like, "What?" Like we literally laugh right. Yeah. Now. Well, um, it's not worth the argument, right? Like, well, it's, it's, I'm not even gonna open my mouth. Yeah, like it's not worth the argument. Um, and it's, or even sometimes they'll like tell me about what they're doing and all this stuff, and I'm like. In my head, I'm just thinking, like, oh, my God, like, you could be doing so many other things right now. Um, or, like, the one, another one would be, like, when people just, like, take everything out of their diet. Um, so, like, all the fun. So, like, they have, like, no sugar, like, like if it's no fat, like, no, mm-hmm. nothing good. And I feel like you just have to learn how to balance it out. That's the biggest thing, um, in my opinion. I don't know how about any, how y'all feel or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just feel like you have to have some sort of like treat or balance into, mm-hmm. into it. Or you're not going to make it long. Like maybe you make it like a couple months, but yeah. like in the long run, like you're not going to be able to sustain that. Well, most people don't want to hear the whole aspect. It's like, it's, I think people when it comes to nutrition, these like the special diets I always seem to, you know, get the most hype and like 
people buy into those things just because it's, it's like something that they're missing, right? And like this special diet is the key to success that you don't have currently. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and it always, always comes down to the same principle over and over and over again. Because, I mean, it's always one of those things where you, this new diet always comes around about every five to ten years that you hear like this. About every five years you hear a new diet that comes around. Yeah, new. Right, like, you know, keto was kind of the biggest thing, you know, roughly couple, like about five years ago. Carnivore diet. Probably carnivores kind of picked up a little bit, um, but like I said, keto is probably about five years ago. My brother's doing the carnivore diet. Right carnivore now. diet. Good luck <laughs> taking a taking a dump. But God, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, carnivores got a little bit more popular on the men's side. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems to be. Yeah. Obviously, you hear a lot of women saying they're doing carnivore. It seems that's been more like a men thing. Because uh, you hear like a more like like podcasts like Rogan and things like yeah. that. It's like more mainstream. It seems more mainstream on the, on the guy side. Uh, and then like you know back when. It was like Atkins back in like the nineties and things like that. Uh, and it, it is constantly like in, uh, macros was a big thing for a while. It's just, everything kind of gets rehashed out every so often. And then this new style of dieting comes out and people always kind of get sucked into that. Uh, and it's, and it's always nutrition, is such a hard conversation across the board because of the fact that people always Somebody for some for some odd reason why they can't lose weight because yeah. they're just them, right? And I serious seriously seriously doubt like you're the point one percent of the population where thermodynamics don't re- apply to you. Yeah. Where if your caloric intake's in enough of a check that you're not going to lose weight. I love your your dog food analogy. The dog food analogy, or even just like even if I think that you just getting straight on an island. Yeah. So you're telling me if I was putting on an island remotely by yourself and you had to like scat scourge the whole entire island for the food to, to live you tell me you wouldn't lose weight that yeah. way you know and it's just like you kind of like if you put things in perspective it's like you you could lose really weight. if, if things if shit really got bad you know and the zombie apocalypse came and you were had zero food sources hardly or hardly anything to eat at all you couldn't tell me you wouldn't lose weight and uh, but for some reason people all you know, across the globe, feel like there's there's a reason why, you know, and so uh, that's a really really hard conversation to have. That's um, that people don't want to listen to because it's it's something that they're not doing. It's something that that it's not something something they're currently doing. It's something that they're not doing. Yeah. In the way of like this, it's it's carbs that I'm eating or this gluten that I'm eating or whatever it may be. Um, and so yeah, that's that's a tough one to kind of kind of go with. Uh, I think another one that always uh, really rubs me wrong to a degree when it comes, not necessarily like nutrition bases, you see these like Instagram influencers or even like CrossFit athletes who push these uh, like little like, like three steps of bigger glutes, you know, and it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, they're doing like these little band, band workouts or like these little chair dips and things like that. And it's like, okay, that can maybe have a little place, but you don't look that way because of these because exercises of that, that like you're doing. Like you're not showing right? those hip thrusts that you're doing with 225 or 315. Exactly. You're not showing the back squats you're doing or the deadlifts yeah. you're doing, right? And I think you see that a lot is where people where um, they get sucked into like, okay, this person has this visual appealing look that I like, right? And they're doing these particular exercises. Well, if I do what they're doing, this can make me look a certain yeah. way. And, uh, and, the, and, those, and those people know that, right? And that's the reason why it, it sales is because it, it looks simple enough that, um, you know, these, these little bands are going to get me this, this butt that's going to make me look a certain way. Or, uh, you know, this me just doing dips in a chair, you know, 
or doing this this ten minute uh, you know ab workouts, so it's gonna give you shredded abs. Sure. And uh, those, especially like when it comes to like little shit like that, like the ten minute shredded ab workout things. That's oh, that's, that was YouTube. gonna be one of mine. That one. Oh, that's that's what it, it grinds. It, it, yeah, it kind of grinds my gears. And, and there's nothing wrong with like doing an ab workout, right? I don't want to make make it seem to like if you do ab workouts, that's bad. Because um, that's truly not want abs. It's not but, how you get abs. Exactly. I think a right. lot of people think they're. Gonna, maybe people just don't know that. Yeah, I think a lot of people think they're going to crunch their way to getting like a six pack abs, and uh, and and that's not the case whatsoever. And like I said, if you if you're using it for an accessory thing, right? Because, uh, I mean, the abs are a muscle, no yeah. doubt about it. Um, but for you, if you're, if you're using it to like, for instance, like build up more core endurance or, uh, like a stronger core in general, right. That's a whole different concept, but it'd be like me trying to bicep curl my way into having more shredded biceps, right? Yeah. It's just, that's not how things work, right? You have to have a low enough body fat percentage to have visually, see, to visually abs, right? see abs or striations in your shoulders or your biceps or whatever it may be that you're looking for. And I think a lot of people think they can just like, like crunch or whatever they're going to do to try to get, get that moving in. Like I said, that it's a, it's a small slither of the pie when majority of that really comes down to just having the proper diet nutrition to get there. But I think people have this false premises of advertising of that, just doing these workouts are what's going to get you those results. Um, and, and that's, it's not where majority of your attention should come from. If anything, like when it comes, especially the way we train here at the gym, pretty much every movement that you do is a core movement. Yeah. You know, for the most part, the main functionality of your core for the most part is stability. Right. And you don't realize that when all, especially the compound movements that we're doing here, that how much your core is having to stabilize you and actually work. Um, and just because you have visual abs doesn't necessarily mean you have strong abs either. True. I think that's also been a misconception is, um, and like I said, like the main, the main functionality of, of the midline itself is just to be able to stabilize your midline and your spine in general, right? Um, that's why, especially, you know, with the moves that we're doing, if you don't have a strong midline, a lot of times it's when you see have back injuries and things like that because yeah. they can't stabilize as, as, as good. And so, um, we do plenty enough core work because that's one complaint that you'll hear every once in a while for somebody is like, we don't do enough ab work or something yeah. like that. I'm like, you do plenty of ab work, Trust I promise, me, every right? Time we do front squats and back yeah. squats. Yeah, because you don't necessarily do direct core work in the way of like we're doing sit ups or you know crunches or things like that. Doesn't necessarily mean your core is not getting a workout in. Um, and, and those things, like I said, have a place, but that should definitely not be the 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 center of your training. I think a lot of people they put so much focusing on that individual thing of like doing core training thinking that that's what's going to get them abs and that's not the case whatsoever. Um, and so that's another thing that, and I think, you know, for our gym population they're they've gotten a lot more intelligent in the way of like understanding some of those things, but, uh, definitely a gym that like, we don't just like come in here and work out. Like we have a members page and like we post like, informational like stuff like that like yeah informational stuff to like yeah. actually get them to learn these yeah. things right and this is more so for people and especially the general population right who have yeah. no general health and fitness knowledge right the only health and fitness knowledge they're really getting is from like people who are fitness influencers like that who sell things like that because they because it does sell right because people that's what it's people's marketable. minds up yeah it's marketable and that's what people think that's what's going to uh get them to the look that they want uh, so that's, that's another thing that kind of, uh, that, that drives me up the wall is, is something simple like that in that aspect. 
Uh, all right, so now uh, I'm gonna let, let you bounce. So bounce another one for me is CrossFit is getting like it's getting a lot more TV time or television time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like it's on ESPN. Like you'll see it on ESPN like at least once a week or CBS um, or whatever. Yeah, and so now it's getting to where like fan members or friends will walk up to me and they'll be like, "Hey, I really want to start CrossFit, but I'm watching all this stuff on TV and there's no way I can do any of this." Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of like normal or I say like normal but like your normal person or like your normal like whoever it is like they see it on TV or they see like the Instagram videos and all this stuff and they're doing all these crazy things and I think that it gets a bad rap of they're seeing it as like that but like in my eyes or maybe in your eyes or someone else that actually like knows CrossFit see it as more of like a lifestyle thing Mm -hmm. um and I don't know how you would I, and I can see CrossFit trying to flip that switch and like they're trying to go more bridge that like, gap. Yeah, trying to bridge it a little bit. It's a, it's um, a tough thing. But it's a tough one. It's a tough, and that's that is a little bit of because they market CrossFit games so much. Yeah, it's it's a hard bridge for them to uh, to to connect. You know, because you do have this one aspect of CrossFit that is definitely the competitive side of it, right? And that's how initially I'd even got into CrossFit, seeing the CrossFit games, right? No one told the story before. Um, so it's it's a hard thing. Uh, to kind of like to center because I do think to a degree like the CrossFit Games can be beneficial you know for sure for CrossFit in general right? that, that's getting, like their that's like their Ronaldo's and yeah like, like whoever that in the is, visual right? eye of having yeah. that right and like seeing what the top tier of what seeing CrossFit possible, can, can right? produce right I think that that's a cool aspect of it um, but the downside of that like you said is that you do have people who see that and say like holy shit! There's, there's no way I, there's no way I can do any of that, so I can't do CrossFit, right? And that's kind of like we use this reference before. It's you know it'd be like you saying watching NASCAR and be like, well, I can never drive a car, yeah. or watching LeBron James and saying, well, I never can play basketball. Sure. And you know, and, but when it comes to or watching you even watching a marathon runner, right? And so seeing somebody run like a two hour marathon, I'm like, well, I can never run. I can't run that fast. I'll never run. And but we have this disconnect when it comes to. To CrossFit is that people think that's what all of CrossFit is, yeah. um, and yes, like obviously we do some of the movements that the CrossFit Games have, and there's a lot of movements that we don't do, um, and and that's a hard thing because there are I'm sure there's been plenty of people out there who've seen the CrossFit Games and have basically shut down ever doing CrossFit because of what they saw visually on TV, and um, that is a hard thing that uh, you know CrossFit itself is going to have a hard time. And I don't connecting think the dots there really do that like that, that's that's a big gap yeah and then there for a while I think they try to swing because swing, there for a while from like 2011 to probably like 2018 time frame that pendulum was very much at least in the way of like the marketing material of CrossFit well, a lot of it was CrossFit Game Center yeah. and then that pendulum, the pendulum swung really the other way they're like nothing to do with the CrossFit Games we're going to do nothing but focus on like you know, the, the people who have diabetes and the older generation of people, right? They're literally showing videos of like 80 year old men in their living room doing like water, water jug deadlifts, right? And like, that's like, that's also like way over in the other direction, it's right? Like way and, extreme. Yeah. And so, you know, I think right now the film is kind of coming back to a little bit more neutrality of, of kind of in between where I think you can show a little bit of both there um, to where you can kind of show your marketing material of, you know, showing both of them, right? Like showing, you know, and more so like the the in-betweener, right? The people that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 20s, uh, people who are 
doing CrossFit, right? And the transformations they've had while doing CrossFit doesn't mean you have to be a CrossFit Games athlete, but showing like, obviously that doesn't matter as to what fitness level that you are, but anybody can do it. But, um, and like showing, you know, all different kinds of ranges in between, you know, um, and so they, they, it's a hard balance and a hard line to kind of walk basically because um, you, can't, you can't push either one because they can also deter. And so uh, that's always been a little bit of a, of a hard thing with CrossFit is finding that balance of like showing, you know, the, the top tier, but also demonstrating that, you know, anybody can do it at the same time. That's, and that's a tough line to kind of follow along with. And that's always a conversation that, you do have to have to a degree. Um, I don't think it's as relevant as it was back in the day um, where you're not seeing as many people, as many people really talk about the CrossFit Games as much so um, compared to, you know, eight years ago. Um, so I think it's, they've done a, a better job and I think they're can, here recently they've done a better job the past like, couple of years, uh, but they do have to kind of strike that balance. Yeah. And uh, that, like I said, that's, that's kind of a hard uh, hard thing to kind of maneuver and find. So uh, we'll kind of see over, over a period of time, like where that goes. And, I, and I, like I said, it's hard even to a degree, like we talked about this yesterday, like in the way of our programming for our gym, right? Like I think, you know, we've done a pretty good job overall of kind of striking that balance of like, because you know, also we have a big wider range of like fitness levels here of like in educating people on like, you know, providing the higher skill cross the style movements that people who really love that side of things are able to do, but also people like providing the information of saying like, look, if, if you have no desire of doing like a handstand push up or a handstand walker or like a ring muscle up, you don't have to do any of these things and still live a perfectly healthy, functional, happy life and like get plenty of results by doing other movements that'll give you, I guess, a good enough stimulus, right? And like doing seated dumbbell presses or doing ring rows or whatever it may be as a substitution of those movements and like providing all these different options for them to where you can kind of mix and match. You do see gyms that are very much like very extreme hardcore CrossFit where it's like pistols and squat yeah. snatches and ring muscle-ups all in the same workout, right? Um, and also you have like CrossFit gyms that are like CrossFit light where it's like, you know, air squats, push-ups, air squats, sit-ups, and like in-place lunges and med ball sit-ups. And it's like, that's every workout for the most part. It's like, so it's like striking that balance between the both of them is, is kind of what our goal is. And I think we've done a pretty good job of finding that balance for degree and taking some movements away that we feel like are not in an advantage for most people. Yeah. Like when we talked about this yesterday, like I can't remember the last time I programmed like a pistol, yeah. you know, like a single leg squat. And it's just like, I, I don't, I think single leg movements are important, but I just don't think the pistol's one, sure. right? I think even if you want to do a pistol in the way of like, as like a, kind of like a strength component, so to speak, where like you were just doing it as like balance and skill work and like doing like a tempo slow pistol and like trying to work on the mobility of getting a single leg pistol, I think that would be fine. But to do it in a high speed setting, just for most people, it's just not an advantageous move. I feel like a pistol is just like a party trick almost for most people. Like it's a, it's a check, it's a check mark. Once you check it off, it's just cool yeah. to do it. Like, hey, I can do a pistol. Watch me do a pistol. Yeah. Um, you don't see a lot of people like actually, I mean, maybe on Instagram or something, mm -hmm. you see somebody. Um, but it's not like something you see like people like really, really wanted to do, I guess, anymore. Not, yeah. Back in the day, I feel like everybody wanted to get a pistol. Mm -hmm. um, and now I think it's changed just a little bit. Yeah. Well, I just don't think it's the greatest movement for a lot of people. A lot of people, it's just the amount of uh, 
mobility restrictions that you have, a lot of pressure on the knee, you have to shoot so far forward, um, that it's tough for people to do it in a, in a proper manner with the amount of mobility restrictions that you had to have to be able to do that movement. And some people can pull it off, um, but it's just one of those movements where I just don't think it's a, a great movement to program. I'd rather do things like lunges or box step-ups for like a unilateral mm-hmm. leg movement than do pistols, right? I just think it's just not worth more you know, functional ways to get that done. Yeah. And same thing to a degree, like kind of like an overhead squat where like, I, I definitely see there the the argument to say like how good the overhead squat is. Um, but once again, it's one of those movements where if you really lay out the pros and cons of doing the movement, I feel like the, the cons outweigh the pros of yeah. it where um, once again, especially when it comes to like the males, like the amount of thoracic spine and shoulder mobility that you need to be able to do a good overhead squat. Uh, it's so many guys are limited in that range of motion and to put them in a situation to where they're, they're doing over. It's almost like it's not a, it's not that the overhead squat is uh, like muscular fatiguing or even like cardiovascular fatiguing. It's literally just, they're having a hard time because literally they lack the mobility restrictions, right? right? And it's more like it's, they ha- they lack position so much that they can't even get a good workout because of it. And, um, that's where I kind of struggle with a movement like that. Like you, if it's a movement where it's like there, the only restrictions that you have is more like a mobility restriction, then I don't want to put that under a stress, yeah. you know, like it, if there's no point in putting you under like a lot of like intensity and volume and intensity or uh, stress in a, in a movement that strictly, the only reason why you can't perform it is because you have a mobility restriction. And uh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense in my head to do that under like high stress. And I'd rather you perform a movement that is safer for you where you can still get the same exact benefit of doing an overhead squat for the most part, getting 89% of the same benefit from doing it uh, and keeping a safer position, right? Because once again, you can always, I'd like, I think everybody should be able to, you know, squat, press, pull, and hinge on, you know, for a daily basis or not a daily basis, like weekly basis, you know, like do all these movements, but an overhead, like I would rather you do like a front squat or a back squat or like a goblet squat or, or some type of squat variation compared to an overhead squat. The overhead squat is the way of mobility, like the, the worst, the hardest movement to do. And, uh, and for most people, I just don't feel like that's, it's advantageous for you to do that. Some people can pull, like some people, especially some of the females have enough mobility that they have no problems with that yeah. particular movement. But, you know, back in the day when we were programming this movement, it's like, you never fails. You have a guy who can back squat 300 plus pounds, right? Cause strict press, 100 plus, like 135 plus pounds, but the mobility restrictions are so bad that he, there's, there's no point in him doing that movement, right? And he'd have to spend a long time working on his mobility and movement patterns for him to accomplish that movement in a safe manner. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me to do it when he can still do a movement and still get a great workout otherwise. It's different if he really wants to do like we talked about if somebody were to compete in the sport of CrossFit, yeah. that's a whole other well, ballgame like, to talk about. But. That's like... If you're to split a football field in half, like literally that's like two totally different sections, right? Like you're competing on one side and then like you have like lifestyle competing on mm-hmm. the other side, I feel like. Um, competing is just like, you just have to be able to do those things if you want to compete yeah. in that realm, right? Like if you can't do an overhead squat, you're not going to make it very far in the world. Well, I feel like there's, there's certain movements that obviously CrossFit has underneath its belt or its window that I feel like to a degree should be um, for the most part, like those movements are like kind of like competitive esque, mm-hmm. and there's some movements that are universal for both sides. Um, that should be doing, you know, and honestly, 
anything that if you kind of like you said, you take the football field of like here's the lifestyle and like performance, or lifestyle and like longevity and health and uh, a little bit of performance based, a little bit to a degree. And then you have like the competitive side of CrossFit, right? There's certain movements that fall in the umbrella of the competitive side. And everything that evolves on like the other side of that field is still comprised in the competitive yeah. side as well. But there's certain movements like we talked about, like pistols or like squat snatching yeah. or like handstand push ups. You can even put like muscle ups to a degree yeah, there. Muscle ups. Yeah. There's there's certain movements where you would you could say like, hey, like I think if that's not the where you want to go with your training, you don't need to do any of those movements, right? You can be perfectly fine not ever doing those movements and still live a perfectly healthy functional life. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other movements like we talked about, like deadlifting or squatting, pressing, pulling, things that you should be able to do. Like you should be able to strive for at least like one strict pull-up you should be able to strive to at least be able to do 10 push-ups you should be able to at least squat to be able to squat your body weight you know on the back squat you should be able to pull at least almost two times your body weight in the deadlift things of this nature that you know some things that you should be want, want to check off as like as a fitness spectrum be able to do like at least when the strength um same thing like conditioning better you know run a mile you know without stopping or um coordination wise or you know I feel still think like doing speed work in the way of like a power clean, like a power clean or like a power snatch explosive movements are still perfectly fine lifts to do. Um, but when it comes to like squat snatching, because once again, it comes to like the mobility purposes, I don't know if that's something that you necessarily need to do from the way of like a health standpoint. And like, unless you really are something that you're, that's really interests you in doing. Like it's gold. Or like, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's a different thing. But to say like you need to be able to do that, it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't fall in the, the category of like need to do. Yeah. There's certain things I feel like you need to, and there's certain things that like if you want to, those yeah. are those are two different things. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of I guess maybe the more the the general idea we're getting at is like you have moves that you need to do and something some moves you just want to do, and that's a different conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some people have this misunderstanding when it comes to certain crossing movements that you need to do them. It's like, you don't need to do any of these, like certain, these certain movements, you don't need to do it. Um, it's just more like, you know, icing on the cake, so to speak, where if you want to do them, we can talk about prerequisites to get you there in a safe manner. Um, but don't ever feel like you, like you have to do certain movements cause you don't, um, to live a healthy functional life. And so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I'd feel like that's like in a way of a, of a crossing realm, you do have people who, um, in a way of a pet peeve wise, that's, it's something else, I guess, uh, you know, you can kind of, uh, you can kind of put that into a category, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think like one more that I can kind of throw out there before we kind of sign this thing off. Cause you're kind of getting about that 45 minute marker here. Uh, I guess real quickly would be, uh, in the way of like CrossFit gym etiquette, things that drop you up a wall. Gym etiquette? Like anything like, so now let's get a little more personal with, yeah, with the members. Like right. here lately, it's been putting shit up. Okay, so not putting their shit up afterwards? Not, not necessarily that, but like they're putting it up, but not in the right place. <laughs> they're putting the 25-pound dumbbell and Literally, the 15-pound like dumbbell stack? 25-pound dumbbells are in like the 35s, and that's yeah. two totally different sections of the gym. Um, <laughs> or like a 25-pound plate on the 10-pound plate stack. Like yeah. that, that stuff right now is getting on my nerves. Um, but I mean, chalk is obviously always like a pet peeve of mine. But I mean... Yeah, so like I understand like you do have some gyms that are very extreme with like dirtying the gym floor with chalk. I remember we went to a gym 
in Florida, me and Kaylee did back in the day. We, we took like a family vacation to Disney. This is probably, this is for you have Carter. So probably like seven, eight years ago. And they had a guy, uh, literally chalk, had one chalk bucket in the middle of the floor. He went there chalking, like barely sprinkled chalk on the floor, made him stop his workout and vacuum it up really? right in the middle of the workout. Like extreme. And like I said, I think there's a balance there. Uh, one thing that, does drive me up a wall a little bit when it comes to the chalk. Is somebody taking a block of chalk out the chalk and yeah. then walking over to their station where they put it on the floor? Somebody's oh. like, because somebody's gonna step on it regardless. It's inevitable. So somebody's gonna step and on it. And they're like, and they're always, this is the, literally the excuse every time. Oh, well, I didn't step on it. And I'm like, you might not have stepped on but it. But you're the one who caused it. Exactly. So that's that's a thing. Even like one time, this is years ago, we had just uh, got done cleaning the floor. This is We had cleaned it like either that morning or like midday. And then somebody took a block of chalk, walk, kind of walked off way in the chalk, and starts chalk in their hands. And that chalk's in all over the floor. And it, this struck me wrong that day because we had just got done cleaning more so. And so I said something. And one thing that'll always strike a nerve with me to a degree, I'm sure somebody's going to do this to piss me off now because I'm going to talk about it, is, well, I pay here. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, don't start that shit with me. You don't pay here to come here so you can fuck as much stuff up as you want. Like I don't. When you I don't walk over to your house. I don't. I don't, I don't go to the dentist. Yeah. I don't go to the dentist and kick over the stand and say, "Well, I'm paying." I kick it over. <laughs> yeah. That's not how that shit works. Like you're, That's you're a good one. <laughs> that, that it drives me insane. Or like I don't walk into your house and stomp my feet all over the floor. True. Like that's it's just it's just common courtesy, right? Or even like same thing with the dumbbells here lately. Like here lately in my classes have been like jumping their asses about dropping dumbbells. That's another big pet peeve here lately for mine is like, and that's, and I will say that's our fault for not talking about it sooner. Like more. Like and, and being on their asses more about not dropping the dumbbells because the dumbbells are not bumper plates. Yeah. They're not meant to be dropped from overhead multiple times. Like, and because I said it like uh, Tuesday's workout, I'm like, put the dumbbells on the floor. And they're like, well, we get tired. I'm like, if you can pick them up, you can set, you can them, set them back them down. down. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, you always kind of hear that, like, well, I pay for it, you know, kind of deal so I can drop it. I'm like, that's not how this works. This is not your house. Yeah. Well, you, sure. If you, go, if you pay for your own damn dumbbell, you yeah. want to bring your dumbbell up here, that's drop right. it as much as you want and bring it back home with you. I don't care. <laughs> but when it's my equipment here, yes, you are a paying member, but that's not how this situation works. It's common courtesy and being respectful of how the gym operates and respectful of the equipment of the gym. You can't go to Planet Fitness and just drop shit all over the floor. Yeah. You can't go to any gym and do that. Like, why do you think it's okay for you to do it here? Sure. And, and so it just, that immediately will drive me insane um, when it comes to like dropping of like dumbbells. And we need to probably do a better job, like you said, talking about quit dropping 10 pound plates overhead yeah. and things like that. Like we just have like a 10 pound plate, like don't drop those because those aren't stable enough to be stabilized from dropping overhead multiple, multiple reps. And so, uh, like obviously me, I need people obviously understand like why you're trying to coach, you get people talking and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's to a degree, it's always inevitable that you're going to have people and do that's, that. That's, that's one that like, it's just going to happen. Yeah. And there's certain things as a gym owner that you kind of have to say like, look, that's just going to be part of the territory to a degree. Like you can't expect like it's gonna run like like the military where, you know everybody's gonna be in a straight line path and just follow exactly what's going on, right? Like and you can't get and you can't let that get you bent right. out of shape. Like, you know, I think to a degree you you know, try to do your best to, you know, preach like being respectful for the gym and like cleaning up after yourself to a degree, um, but you can't get so bent out of shape like if there's a little speck of chocolate somebody puts on the floor that you're gonna get like 
extremely pissed about. Like yeah. there's, there's, there's a little bit of like leeway there to a degree, but, um, that there are some certain things that we immediately strike a nerve with me. And that For is sure. definitely one of those things. And a lot of them, like, I can't think of them on the spot, but they'll just happen. Like it'll just, something will just like happen in the middle of the class. And I'm just like, I'll stop, I'll stop moving and just be like, all right, I'm going to have to take a second right here. I'm yeah. I have to take a second and figure this out for myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think the other thing I think sometimes oh, is music. Uh, That's one for me. Oh, somebody starts complaining about the music. hundred percent. I, I, Oh my goodness gracious. If someone tells me to turn the music up or change the song, zero chance of doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a 0. 0.0 Immediately chance shut that it I'm down. either turning it up or that I'm changing the song. I'll change the song backwards. I'll, I'll restart it. You got to just put it on replay? Oh, man. That is one that just drives me up a wall. Can't a lot of times when a workout's going, I don't even notice the music anymore. When I'm working out, the only time I ever notice it is if uh, it's like a slow song. Mm-hmm. Um like the beat all of a sudden just changes like to a really slow tempo. That's the only time I ever really like notice the music itself. Other than that though, once I'm in the workout, I could tell you, I couldn't tell you one song that comes on when I'm working out to a degree. I guess let me start like the first one that started when we first started working out. But other than that though, I could, I kind of black out at that point. Um, and so, uh, I'm trying to think, there was one I had right before you said that. I was like, that's another thing that, that, that always drives me insane. Uh, God, what was it now? I freaking can't remember. Uh, shit. Oh, the last. Oh, this is my last one, and then we'll sign off. Is in which it doesn't really happen here all that much anymore. To be honest, it's just more like a an older pet peeve of mine. I, like I said, I think we've done a really good job, of like kind of getting away, like eliminating that from the gym altogether. People understanding this is like having people who think their workout is more important than somebody else's. Yeah. Because like back in the day, you'd have somebody like do an extra work or something like that, and somebody like they needed to move or whatever it may be, and they got like instantly pissed off, and like that's just not how this is gonna work. Like just because you're you're in your corner doing a little extra work and we need that area, this is their workout. This is not your. Yeah. This is not your workout, right? Um, that that shit always drives me insane. Is when somebody thinks that their workout is more important than somebody else's workout. Sure. Uh, it's it's like that that shit. Well, like that's just, that's, 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 you're just, that's just selfishness, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, you're just right. you're thinking almost to a degree that you're better than this particular person. Um, and you and, know, they, people here know that that rule. It's just yeah. There are ones that you do get a hint of that every yeah. so often. Um, like uh, it's that's just one thing that that's probably one of my biggest ones is like people thinking that's the case or like just being disruptive for a class and like feeling like that it doesn't matter. Um, like this is my workout time. Like I don't give a shit about anybody else's workout kind of deal. Um, that that always that always drives me insane. Or like even to a degree, um, like I said, you don't see as much with this anymore. Is uh, you know like just, just sometimes shit just happens in the middle of the workout where um, you know you might be in the middle of the workout and somebody accidentally walks in front of you or you know, um, you know whatever it may be, and you instantly get stupid like, pissed off stupid about it, right? Like, dude, it's at the end of the day, it's a freaking workout. Like I've you don't. I've seen people literally jump up on a pull-up bar, and like someone walks in front of them, he'll jump off the pull-up bar and go, and just throw their hands up in there. And I'm like, 
my guy can't even see straight right now. He's just yeah. walking to his pool. And, like, it truly is an accident, right? Like, understand there is some gym etiquette, like, being responsible of your surroundings to a degree. And understand, like, where you need to be. But, I mean, it's an accident to a, like, to a degree as well. Like, understand you kind of get wrapped up at the moment and, like, you're trying to move and trying to have, a, like, an intense workout. Um, but, like, understanding, like, at the end of the day, this is a workout that everybody's going through. And, you know, it's, like, yes, you want people respectful of your space and you be respectful of their space. But sometimes there shit happens here and there. And it's different if they do it, like, multiple times. But, like, if it's, like, one time, like, be understanding as a, mm-hmm. as a general person, like, it's you're not going to the CrossFit Games. Right? This isn't like a workout that's going to go on a leaderboard anywhere. Like where it, it matters where your placing is today. You're not going to win any money by finishing in in 18th place today. Uh, like chill out about it. And so um, that's another thing that that will a little bit kind of rub me wrong is when people will kind of freak out about stuff like that. And it's like like you need to chill out for a second. Like in, in perspective, it's really not all that big of a deal. And you know even. Which I know is a peppy for some people. Like obviously their equipment gets stolen mid workout. Like maybe on somebody's pull up bar. Obviously, you see that a couple times. Like if you're doing like a dumbbell lunge, right? And dumbbells are all scattered mm-hmm. across. Like you might grab the wrong dumbbell, and then you might grab your dumbbell also. Yeah, um, I've seen that before. But. Like I think you just have to be a little bit under like understand that they're more than likely not doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. I seriously doubt it. I mean, they are. I mean, they're being doing a dick. pushes. There were one hundred percent people doing that. <laughs> exactly. Shit that might have been right. on purpose. But uh, when it comes to like somebody accidentally jump on your rower or your bike on accident, like that, a lot of times it has to be. They probably like for instance, let's like, say somebody stole your rower. There's probably an incident to where they probably walked over there and they kind of like asked around that like anybody on this rower. Nobody even gave them an answer. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess somebody's on this rower and just started rowing. And then you walk up a minute later. And they're like, "Why the fuck are you on the rower?" Yeah, you know, uh, it's just, it understand like that. It, that can be frustrating at times, but do you ha- <laughs> you got to take a big breath and understand like it's it's more likely they didn't do it on purpose. And so, uh, I guess that's probably the last thing we'll kind of talk about in the ways in the way of uh, like pet peeves there. So, um, so I don't know. It's kind of a shoot the shit episode, not necessarily anything like too crazy informational. So, hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, next, because we're going next week, will be. Uh, kind of our benchmark week where we'll kind of uh, strength, strength cycle. strength cycle, finish out the strength cycle. And so then we'll talk about uh, the new strength cycle talk coming up as well as maybe some restructuring to the overall conditioning program as general like we talked about yesterday. Um, so it'd be kind of fun, exciting time and then kind of lead into the open as well. So uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. See you.